Good, good, and I'm so glad to be with my family. You know, you've been my family for maybe nearly 14 years. And have you ever gone away from home? And you come home and you think, you've had a great time away, but you come to your home and you think, oh, it's so good to be home, <laughs> in your own bed, in your own place. And I want to say this to my church tonight, to my pastor, to you, my brothers and sisters, that it's always so good to be home here at Foothill Family Church. You're my precious family, and I love you. I appreciate each one of you, and I'm so thankful that this is a place where the word can go forth freely without ever being, you know, when I come back after being on a trip, I don't have to think, well, I wonder if they changed their doctrine when I was gone. <laughs> no way. There's, there's just that steady word that goes forth here that builds us up on and, and, and makes us strong to serve the Lord in the days that we're living. So it's a privilege to be here tonight. And I've looked forward to this. God put a word on my heart. I have ministered this word a few times on my travels. And the Lord said, I want you to preach it at the church tonight. When I walked in tonight and I saw one of the songs that you were singing, Like a Fire, and I thought, did somebody tell Chip what I'm preaching on tonight? <laughs> no, it's the Holy Ghost because he, he's got a word for us tonight. And it's something that's been burning in my heart. And my desire is to see the body of Christ so uh, anointed and full of the life of God and the fire of God for the days that we're living in. Amen. So we do. How many of you agree that we need more manifestations of the Holy Ghost? I mean, true manifestations of the Holy Ghost, the power of God, the love of God, the goodness of God, so people can see how good our God is. Um, you know, I live near a fire station, and some, I often hear the sirens go, and my first thought is, I wonder where the fire is. I really wonder, is there a fire in my neighborhood? Is it in somebody else's neighborhood? And, um, you know, we should be asking that question today. Where is the fire of the Holy Spirit in our midst today? There were great manifestations of the Holy Spirit's power in days gone by, and I'm going to tell you a few stories tonight. And there were signs and wonders. You know, we don't follow signs and wonders, but signs and wonders should follow the believer. Mark 16, uh, 15 to 18 tells us that. And when John the Baptist, he was the forerunner of Jesus, and he told the people, he baptized the people unto repentance in preparation for the coming of Jesus. And he said, this, this one whose shoes I'm unworthy to unlatch, he's going to baptize you in the Holy Ghost and fire. And I think we have forgotten about that part of the baptism in the Holy Spirit, that the baptism in, in the Holy Spirit includes the fire of God. Amen? You need to know what you received when you were baptized in the Holy Spirit. Of course, I didn't, I didn't know it for a long time, but thank God the Holy Spirit is our wonderful teacher. And on the day of Pentecost, we know the story that the fire of God fell, manifested as cloven tongues, cloven tongues that rested 
on each one of the 120. And those 120 were men and women who were filled with the power of God, the fire of God, and they went out and they changed the world. So, folks, we've got something in us and upon us that we can go out and change our world. Hallelujah. Um, in 1969, the Lord sent Gordon and I uh, to a Southern Baptist church. And um, Gordon was called to be the pastor of that church. Now, maybe you've heard this story before. Maybe you haven't. But the miracle of it was that they never asked Gordon what he believed. Can you imagine a church hiring a pastor? This was in, in uh, Georgia, the southern, just outside of, of Atlanta. And they never asked what he believed. They didn't know that he was a tongue-talking, laying hands on the sick preacher. They had been taught all their lives in the denomination that the, the power of God, the gifts of the Holy Spirit, speaking in tongues, healing, that just passed away when the last apostles died. Well, they were in for the shock of their life. We were in for the time of our life, let me tell you. We, we, uh, we went there a little bit naive, but, you know, thank God, the Holy Ghost put us in a bubble, and we just followed the Lord. We just preached what the Word of God says, and uh, the people were so astounded, and they thought, what have we done? The deacons were ready to send us back to England. I thought, well, it's okay for them, but we don't want to hear this message. Praise God. So here was a Welshman and a Canadian landed in the, in, in the south, and we were soon to be initiated into the southern way of life. So you know we had a wonderful time. <laughs> Hallelujah. So, they, so what an adventure we had with the Holy Spirit. And I'm going to be publishing our memoirs uh, hopefully next year of all and, and give an account of all the wonderful things that God did through the 50 years that Gordon and I served the Lord together. And um, so we, we started to preach and you think, well, what happened? Well, you know what happened? When you start preaching the word, then persecution arises for the word's sake. And, um, you know, I don't know why we didn't realize really the full impact of what was going on, but uh, we, Gordon would get threats on the phone. He'd say, you, big, you, better be out of, you better get out of town by midnight. And, of course, we would ignore those threats. And then he was driving down the road one day, and a bullet went right across the car. Somebody was trying to shoot him. That's how the enemy was so upset about what God was about to do in that church and in that county. And I want to share a story with you that relates to the teaching tonight. Um, so Gordon is preaching the word. Of course, Southern Baptists don't believe in women preachers, but I did get to teach the women's Sunday school class. Thank God for that. And I started teaching them about the baptism in the Holy Spirit and how it was for us today. Well, the women got hungry. They got very, very hungry for the things of the Spirit of God. Well, I went to visit the deacon's wife one day, 
and um, went into another home when, where there were two ladies there, and they shared with me, and they said, we, we want to receive this wonderful baptism in the Holy Spirit. So what did I do? I, I laid hands on them, and they started praying in tongues, and we all got drunk in the Spirit. We literally got drunk in the Spirit. And I was thinking, well, I can't drive home. I'm just not fit to drive home. And I just had to wait until that anointing kind of dissipated and I was, it was safe for me to get in the car and drive home. We had story, there was story after story in that place where we would be called out at midnight. People got so hungry for the power of God, the reality of the baptism in the Holy Spirit. So there were times we'd be called out at midnight, midnight, we'd get dressed and we'd go up the road and pray for people. And God did miracles in that church. And the, the effect was that the whole county was affected by the move of the Spirit of God. This was in the early 1970s. How many of you remember the charismatic move in the early 1970s? Amen. Some of you do. Some of you are just too young. <laughs> but, um, but God moved by his spirit in such a dramatic way. And so I want to tell these stories one day. Uh, so this subject about the fire of God, it's been burning in my spirit for a, a few months. And I've taught on this subject recently. And then on Sunday morning, guess what Pastor Mike's preached about? Were you here on Sunday morning? And he preached about that when we speak the word of God, that we're sending out uh, firebombs at the enemy to demolish the works of the enemy. And I thought, oh my, my, the Holy Spirit's got something to say. That I, I said to Beth, I said, Pastor Mike, he just laid the foundation for what I had on my heart to bring tonight. Let me tell you, church, we need the fire of God manifested. Now, if you're baptized in the Holy Spirit, you've got the fire in you. And, but, you know, you've got to stir yourself up. There's a time to stir yourself up. So let me give you um, some scriptures here. In Jeremiah 23 and 29, Jeremiah said, is not, or the Lord said through Jeremiah, is not my word like a fire, saith the Lord, and like a hammer that breaks the rock in pieces. So the word of God is likened to fire. And as we know from the New Testament, the word of God is, is likened to seed and it's also likened to water. But I want to dwell tonight on the fire of God. Like Jeremiah and what you sang tonight, we need more of the fire of God in our bellies. Isn't that what Jesus said, that when we're baptized in the Holy Spirit, that out of our innermost being would flow these rivers of living water? And not, not only do I see it as rivers of living water, but I see it as the fire of God coming out of us when we speak his word. Hallelujah. And unless the message of God burns in the heart of a believer, it certainly will not catch light in the listener's heart. Just remember that. When the fire of God burns in your heart, it's going, other people are going to catch the fire and the light of the gospel. Amen. Um, I was recently um, 
doing some re renovations on my home, and um, this is an up-to-date story. And uh, I couldn't cook because uh, my, my stove was out on the patio and all the floor work was being done. So my dear neighbor next door calls me and she said, Barbara, would you like to go for breakfast? And I thought, what a wonderful idea. I can't even cook breakfast. So we went out to breakfast. She is a believer. And um, she looked at me and she said, she's, she's going through some challenges in her life. And she said, Barbara, she said, how am I going to handle it? How am I going to deal with this situation I'm in? And just like that, the Holy Spirit told me what to say. And I thought, well, I don't need to beat around the bush. Sometimes I can be really, I can just say it like it is. And I said to her, I said, you know, she wanted to know how I got through the last two years and three months since my husband went to heaven. And I said, I said to her, I said, do you know how I got through it? I said, I prayed in tongues all the time. I prayed in the spirit all the time. And she looked at me and she said, well, I don't know how to do that. And I said, well, let me tell you how. <laughs> we were sitting in Mimi's and I began to teach her and to instruct her from the word of God about how to be, receive the baptism of the Holy Spirit. She had heard about it, but had no, no idea about how she could receive herself. So as we were sitting in Mimi's, after I had given her a teaching on how to receive, I said to her, look, I said, let's go back to your driveway. I said, we can't go in my house, but I said, let's go back to your driveway. I'm going to lay hands upon you, and you're going to receive the baptism in the Holy Spirit. And God did exactly that. We, we stopped in her driveway. I laid my hands upon her, and she immediately started praying in tongues. Hallelujah. See, this is what the fire of God will do through a believer who's, who's courageous and bold enough to just open your mouth and speak and share these glorious truths with people who are so hungry. You'd be surprised who will listen to you. Amen. You will be so surprised. You may think that, well, that person won't listen to what I'm saying. Well, why don't you just try it? Just open your mouth and share these wonderful things from the Word of God. So it was the very fiery Word of God that got right into Jeremiah's bones. That fiery Word sustained him. He was the preacher prophet, and he was going through a time of discouragement. And Jeremiah described it as a burning fire shut up in his bones, and it motivated and fueled and fired him to keep yielding to the power of that Word. Praise God. So how much more should we, the people of God, the new creations, the believers who are filled with the Holy Ghost, be imparting the fire of God to other people through our witness? Hallelujah. Um, and in Hebrews 1 and verse 7, um, it says that even the angels, God makes the angels ministers of fire. I want you to see yourself tonight as a minister, a conduit, a channel of blessing for God's power and his fire to flow out of you. 
Is not my word like a fire and like a hammer that breaks the rocks in pieces? You know what this means in the New American Standard Version? It says, is not my word like a fire that consumes all that will not endure the test? Says the Lord, and like a hammer that breaks in pieces the rock of most stubborn resistance. I like the word consumes. Fire does consume. Hallelujah. And the fire of the Holy Spirit will deal with those mountains of most stubborn resistance. The fire will shatter the rocks of the impossible. Now, I want to tell you a story that happened in, back in 1907. Everybody probably here knows about Smith Wigglesworth. And you probably have his books. But I read of a church in Sunderland, England. This is in the northern part of England. In 1907, where the fire fell on an Anglican church. Uh, when an anointed minister from Norway by the name of Reverend Barrett was ministering. And this is the very church where Smith Wigglesworth was baptized in the Holy Spirit. And uh, it was the pastor's wife, a married body. She laid hands upon him. There was a Holy Ghost awakening in that church. Now, this is an Anglican church. The press investigated. They wanted to know what was going on in this very staid, dead Presbyterian, I mean, Anglican church that was no longer dead. There were things happening in that church. And the, and it, the crowds came because of persecution. Never be afraid of persecution. Never, never, never. Because the, the, the persecution can draw the people and they'll say, what means this? What's going on in this place? And then that's an opportunity for God to get hold of their hearts. So the press investigated. Now listen. Because of this, the fire of God manifesting in this church, the offerings increased. There's a connection here on our prosperity. The offerings increased and the debt on the building was paid off. When the fire fell, the debt was paid. Amen. We believe that God wants us to prosper. Amen. And I see a connection here between the manifestations of the gifts of the Spirit and the power of God and, and the financial blessings that God has for us. They're connected. Now, I have a picture of this church, and there is a cornerstone, and the sign reads, when the fire fell, it burned up the mortgage. <laughs> How many would like your mortgage burned up? <laughs> Praise God, and your debt's paid off. Amen. You know, when we follow the Holy Ghost, he's got the best. He's got the wisdom that we need to do things that will bring us success in life. Hallelujah. In, uh, in the New Testament, uh, it says here about in Ephesians 5, 18 and 19, be filled, be, be being filled or be being filled continuously with the, with the Holy Spirit by doing what? Speak to yourselves in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs, singing and making melody in your heart. I tell you that you cannot, you never waste your time praying in tongues. Never, never, never. 
as much as you can. Open your mouth and let those tongues come forth. Sing in tongues. And I go around my house and I walk my dog and I'm praying in tongues whenever I can. And, and it does something to you. And we're supposed to make, we're supposed to praise him continually. Hallelujah. In the Old Testament, the burnt offering was to be, off, it, the, the fire could never go out in the Old Testament when the priests offered the burnt offering. Never should the fire go out. It was not allowed to go out. Well, well, what about us in the New Testament? Don't let the fire go out. Let those, uh, those uh, flames within you, in your spirit man, come forth in praying in tongues. And the fire of the Holy Spirit ignites love and compassion in our hearts. Living in the fire of the Holy Spirit releases us to live on a higher level. Amen. I believe that God is bringing his church, his body up into a much higher level in the things of the Spirit. Um, God has one fire, but there's a twofold purpose. Listen to this. And because we're living in such perilous times, uh, we better walk in the anointing and the fire of God. The fire of God exposes the darkness and burns or consumes the work of the enemy. There's some things that need to be consumed and need to be dealt with in the spirit and just lay aside the fleshly ideas. Well, I'm going to take care of it this way or that way. Let the Holy Ghost in you initiate the plan, the wisdom through releasing God's fire and dealing with problems that, that will be taken care of supernaturally. Amen. Hallelujah. Our God is a consuming fire. Hebrews 12 and verse 29. But secondly, the fire of God anoints believers. He makes us flames of God's fire. See, do you see yourself as a flame of God's fire? Walking down the street, going to work, going into the stores, whatever your responsibilities are, see yourself as a flame of the fire of God that when you speak, things happen. Amen. And it makes us flames of God's fire. It sparks us to rise higher and higher in the precious anointing of the Holy Spirit. Uh, I was ministering in uh, Bermuda. Uh, Mary and I went to Bermuda in June, had some wonderful meetings there, and we left there and came back to uh, Boston and drove over to Connecticut. Well, I ministered at a church. It was such a joy to minister at this church. And this pastor is directly connected to the Southern Baptist Church where we had a great revival. And he was telling me, um, he, well, he got saved and baptized in the Spirit as a teenager. And he was telling me, he said, as a result of the word going forth in that little Baptist church and people being ignited with the fire of God, what happened was his mother was one of the first women who got baptized in the Spirit. And that dear mother began to pray for her family. And one by one, they came, came into the reality of the baptism of the Holy Spirit. And he was a product of her prayers. Now, he, he, is, 
he is uh, pastoring a very successful church in Connecticut. And it was such a joy to go there and preach for him. And he said to me, Barbara, he said, as a result of you and Gordon coming to that church, he said, today in my family, there are five generations that have been touched and changed by the power of God. They're all serving the Lord. Hallelujah. I tell you what God wants to do for through us and to bring changes. You never know when, when a person's life is affected by the power of God that there's going to be such a chain reaction. Hallelujah. This is how it works. You ignite somebody else. They ignite somebody else. And whole families can be transformed by the power of God. Hallelujah. So I want to give glory to that's just one story that came out of that church. Um, so we, we need to be people in this day and this hour that we're not going to halt between different opinions. You know, there's lots of opinions out there. Lots and lots of opinions. And I was thinking about Elijah and the prophets of Baal. And I challenge you to read this story in uh, 1 Kings chapter 18. And you know, it kind of, when I, I've been rereading that, that chapter, and it really reminds me of the day that we're living. You know, the, the people, poor Elijah, he thought, well, I'm the only one. I'm the only prophet of God in Israel. And we read over in um, Romans, it says, there were 7,000, 7,000 who had not bowed their knee to Baal. And, you know, in the day that we're living, don't be concerned about the Ahabs and the Jezebels. Don't be concerned. Don't be concerned one little bit. Just leave them alone. Let the power of God, you be faithful to the word of God. And Elijah, he, he drew them out to Mount Carmel. And he said, well, we're going we're, we're gonna, to, God is going to show up today. The real, true God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, he's going to show up. And you know the story about how the prophets of Baal had built their altars and they screamed and they cried and they went into all kinds of contortions and there was no fire. But I tell you, when, when God's man, full of the Holy Ghost, the prophet of God, and he built his altar and he, he put the stones down, he put the sacrifice down, and he even, he even put the water. He soaked the sacrifice with water. And all around in the trenches were water. And he called on the name of his God. And the fire of God fell on that sacrifice. And the enemy was taken out afterwards and was slaughtered. Amen. Oh, I tell you, church, we're living in exciting days. We are living in such exciting days. Um, don't compromise God's system by using the world system and lose out on the anointing that belongs to the church, to the body of Christ. And I've been noticing that there's just been, um, things have been introduced. You see, I can talk to you folks tonight because you're family, okay? You're family. Um, there's things that have been introduced 
into the body of Christ that should never be introduced into the body of Christ. There's Eastern mysticism. There's New Age practices. And it's been a very subtle thing to just introduce a little bit of this and a little bit of that. And it sounds very palatable. It sounds okay. But I tell you, check things out and, and line them up with the Word of God. What does the Word of God say about these practices? Let's stick to the pure unadulterated word of God and the purity of the Holy Ghost. Amen. The Holy Ghost is pure. The word is pure. Everything about our God is pure and holy. And we don't want to contaminate. James says that if we bring, you know, if you've got uh, sweet water and you add bitter, guess what? The water is going to become bitter because it becomes contaminated. You cannot mix. You cannot mix the world and you cannot mix new age into the things of the Spirit of God. And I'm so thankful that this is a safe place where the purity of the word goes forth. And we can have manifestations of the Holy Spirit. Thank you, Jesus. So, um, so the fire of God fell on Elijah's sacrifice, consumed not only, not only the animal, consumed the stones, consumed the dust, consumed the water. Oh, I love that. That wonderful picture our God is a consuming fire. And if there's things that you need to see consumed, the works of the enemy consumed, let the fire of God, let your words, as Pastor Mike spoke on, on Sunday, let these fireballs, these, uh, these fire um, uh, weapons come out of your mouth because the word is like a fire and the Holy Ghost in you is like a fire. And God is doing a work in these days. Hallelujah. So I want, to, um, can I, I want to go to the end of that chapter. We don't have to, time to go in in detail. But I challenge you to read 1 Kings chapter 18. Now, what happened after the, the sacrifice and God displayed his power? And, we, and, and they knew this is the true God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. So remember Elijah had prayed that there would be no rain and James gives reference to it. He said, Elijah was just a man like everybody else, but he prayed and there was no rain for three and a half years. But if you go to the end of this chapter, um, he's, Elijah sends his um, servant out and he said, go out and look, he said, I hear the sound of abundance of rain. He knew that the rain was coming. So the servant went out seven times. He kept sending them back, sending them back. And it just shows that when we walk by faith, there's got to be such an element of perseverance. Perseverance, folks. Don't give up just because you don't see an answer the next hour or the next day or the next week. Just let your life lifestyle be one of believing God, thanking God, expecting your heavenly Father to make his word good in your life. So anyway, the seventh time the servant went out and he came back, he said, look, I see a cloud in the sky the size of a man's hand. And it wasn't long before there were dark clouds and the, the heavens were open and there was a gusher of rain upon the land. 
Hallelujah. And I was thinking, I, I was relating this to the prayer meetings that go on on Sunday night. And I know one of the scriptures that uh, the pastor uses here is Zechariah 10, verse 1, which says, Ask ye the Lord rain in the time of the latter rain. So the Lord shall make bright clouds and give them showers of rain to everyone, grass in the field. And I know this is what you've been praying in those prayer meetings. And Joel says, tells us that we should receive the former and the latter rain together. Well, we're in the last of the last days, and we need to be expecting the former and the latter rain together for the precious harvest of the earth. And we connect this to James chapter uh, 5, verses 7 and 8, the early and the latter rain, which is at the time of the coming of the Lord. And I, as I was studying this and waiting on the Lord, it just seemed like uh, the Lord was showing me that for to have this early and this latter rain, it's coming, folks, it's coming. But what preceded the rain in Elijah's day, the fire of God, the manifestation of the power of God, and we, the church, have available to us everything that we need to flow and to function in our walk with Jesus. Everything that we need is ours now, especially the anointing in the baptism in the Holy Spirit. Um, and so I want to just remind you something tonight. It says here in 2 Timothy 1 and verse 6 in the Amplified, um, Paul writing to Timothy, he said, that is why I would remind you to stir up, rekindle the embers of, fan the flame of, and keep burning the gracious gift of God. The inner fire, where is it? It's in you. That inner fire is in you, church. Individually and as a collective body, we who are baptized in the Holy Spirit, the inner flame, the fire of God is in us. And what do we do? What's our responsible responsibility? We flan, uh, fan the flame. Hallelujah. Fan the flame of what God's put within you. Don't sit around and think, well, nothing's happening through my life. Nothing's happening here. But I tell you, if you will dare to take God as his word and pray in the spirit and get in the word and just have that hunger, hunger, hunger for the things of the Spirit of God. You know, things really in this world don't really matter too much, do they? I know we enjoy the good things. I enjoy the good things of life too. But you know, deep down, what is our, what is our passion? Our passion should be to be full of the Holy Ghost, be full of the, the Word of God, and go somewhere, wherever you go, is to be a blessing to people. You know, when you go through those doors tonight, every one of you are entering the mission field. Every one of us are entering the mission field because there are people out there who are waiting to hear the good news, the gospel. And it's the power of God unto salvation. It is God's power, and it'll be released through you as a channel and as, as a vessel of one who's walking in the fire of God. Do you have a desire for more of the fire of God? 
Hallelujah for the fire. Lord, we just thank you tonight. I'm just so thankful tonight that the, the things that belong to us um, are so important. And just say, Lord, I don't want to drift away. I don't want to be like those in, in Hebrews 2 about they drifted away. They drifted past the blessings of God. We can miss out on things, but if you will make that quality decision and say, I'm not going to miss out on what God's got for me. I think this is, you know, it's the most exciting life to serve Jesus individually. And you don't have to be in ministry to live an exciting life. I mean, that is an exciting life. But as, an, as, a, as you are God's mouthpiece. And, I, and when you open your mouth, the very power and anointing of God can arrest people. And the light of God will dispel the darkness around them. And suddenly they'll begin to see it's like a light bulb comes on in their mind and in their spirit and say, I want to serve this kind of God. I see that he is so good. He is so good, folks. He is so wonderful. And as I've looked over the past two, two years and three months, and I just see how wonderful God has been to me. You know, I, I made some decisions early in my life, early in my widowhood. And um, I said, Lord, I'm going to serve you. I'm going to serve you. I'm going to do what you've called me to do. And I'm going to trust you that every need is met and God meets all my needs according to his riches and glory by Christ Jesus. And then he opens up the door for me to go out and to preach in various areas. I was just in Atlanta preaching and we had a tremendous time in a church there and with a women's ministry. So I tell you, there are opportunities, if you will make yourself available, that you can be God's mouthpiece. And it's like the fire of God will come out of you. And will, will, people are looking, people are hungry. And just take authority over any, any fear, any uh, intimidation, and pray for boldness. Believe God that you're, that you're bold, that you speak as the oracles of God in this day and this season that we're living. But also we do it in the love of God. You know, when I think about the fire of God coming out of us, it's not to zap people. It's not to put them down. It's not to condemn them. But it's to lift them up and say, look, let me tell you about my Jesus. Let me tell you how good he is. Let me tell you what he'll do for you. He'll heal your body. He will lift you up. He will, he will deliver you from all that oppression that you're living in. He's got answers for, for whatever you need. Amen. I just feel like the evangelist tonight. Amen. <laughs> Hallelujah, which really I enjoyed teaching. But, you know, I, I have such a desire to see things happen. Manifestations of the Holy Ghost manifestations of the gifts of the Spirit, manifestations of the love of God. Oh, he wants to manifest his love, his grace, his mercy to this lost and dying world. Amen. Amen. I want everybody to stand right now. Praise God. I know it's Wednesday night and you all probably got to get up and go to work tomorrow. But let's just, um, let's raise our hands to the Lord tonight. 
Just pour out your desires to him in the spirit. Thank you, Father. Lord, just pour out your desire. Holy Ghost, Holy Ghost, let there be a fresh impartation. Let there be a fresh uh, breeze and move of the wind of God and the fire of God in our midst, that we will be changed from glory to glory, that we'll not be content to be where we are, We'll not be content to just sit by and let the world go on their merry way. But Father, let the fire of God consume us. Let the fire of God ignite within us as we fan that flame to be used of you, Father. In the name of Jesus, I pray for everybody here tonight. I pray, Lord, as they reach out to you and make, they make their heart known, make their request known to you, that you would do awesome things for them, that every need will be met, Lord. Every need will be met. Father, that, that if there's wisdom that's needed tonight, that the fire of God will illuminate their heart and illuminate their mind, and there will be wisdom given in the problems of life, Father. We thank you for, their, for the answers that let your fire burn within us like Jeremiah. Let it burn in our bones. Let it burn in our spirit. Let it burn in our hands, Lord, so we lay hands on the sick and they do recover. We lay hands on the hungry and they're baptized in the Holy Ghost, Father. Thank you for what you're doing in this day and this hour. And I thank you, Lord, that we're gonna see more and more and more manifestations of the Holy Ghost in this day and in this hour. Oh, Father, we thank you for filling our hearts with such joy and gladness, Lord. Gladness in the Holy Ghost, laughter in the Holy Ghost. Oh, we thank you, Jesus, that there will be laughter, that will be joy, it will be unspeakable and full of your glory, Father. Let your people know um, the fullness of these things because, Holy Ghost, you're our teacher. You are our teacher. You are awesome teacher. And we thank you, Lord, for the word tonight. We thank you we receive it into us, but we're not going to be hearers. We're going to be doers of the word. Doers, 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 go out and do what you've called us to do, Lord. And I thank you that the anointing takes the responsibility off us and it's on you and we submit to you, Holy Ghost, and therefore we can open our mouth and you will fill it with the good things that need to be imparted to other people. We thank you, Lord, for the spirit of prophecy to be upon your people. Lord, that the gifts of the Spirit will rise up even in the marketplace with words of wisdom and words of knowledge. Lord, let the gifts of healing uh, be evident as we go out into the highways and the byways. We thank you for revival. Revival, Father. Let it begin in us and we take it out. And we thank you, Father, for your gracious, gracious love. Oh, your sweet love. We thank you, Father. And Lord, I commit this congregation, my brothers and sisters, to you tonight. And I thank you that they go their way rejoicing, encouraged, and fired up to do what you've called them to do. And we give you all the praise and all the glory in Jesus' wonderful name. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Well, our God is good.
He is so good. Praise the Lord. Well, you, you're dismissed. Just go and love on somebody and go out and be a blessing the rest of this week and every day from this day forward. Amen. Praise God. Thank you for coming tonight. It's been a joy to be here and to minister to my family. I love you very much. Amen.